0: Host of the Chalk Talk down in the HOU, Miss Kim Davis. How are you doing this morning?
1: Good morning. Y'all kind of jamming down there. I hey, mean, we tried. I had to gather myself.
0: This is the music city at the end of the day. Not just country yeah. music. Yeah. Not yeah. just country music. <laughs> but hey,
1: first off, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays to you as well. So before we get into all the obvious, what are you leaving in 2023? Oh wow. <clears throat> Oh Lord, she had to clear
1: throat because <laughs> I, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I am leaving um I'm leaving I'm leaving any regret for some things I didn't finish. Okay. Starting over.
0: All right. Yeah. I, mine this whole uh show has been inconsistencies. But speaking of inconsistencies, I mean, you look at the Houston Texans <laughs> right now, uh since their uh, last win, I mean, they beat the Titans nineteen to sixteen here in the Music City. You then go on to lose to the Cleveland Browns last week, thirty six to twenty two. Well, again today it is round two of Titans and Texans, and we're now they're in Houston today. So when yes. you look at this team this year, um, I mean, what do you feel like Coach D'Amico Ryan's as the head coach? I mean, what 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 do you feel like he has brought to this team? And what do you feel like was missing last year outside of the obvious when it comes to leadership? What do you feel like right. was missing from last year's team? What do you feel like this year's team has gained that no one expected that the Texans would have in their uh, repertoire this season?
1: Well, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the first thing is they have a, they have a better roster, right, in a quarterback. But what D'Amico has brought is – you know, we hear this word a lot. We've heard it here with this organization a lot, but it's culture. And it really is that. I mean, changing the culture, because winning is a culture, right? It, 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 it's more than just the things that happen on Sunday. And so some of that has changed throughout the building. And I think the other thing is when he came in, he obviously got uh, more autonomy than, than the two previous guys before him had, which makes a difference, right? Then it rests on your shoulders what we see on the field on Sunday. I don't think anyone is surprised that the team is better. I think people. I talk to players all the time who played with the Miko, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we we knew they'd be here because we knew him. We know him, and we know what he brings." But for the rest of us that cover the team, like since OTAs and the draft and through the summer and up to now, I thought they'd be better. I, I wasn't sure that they would be playing um, meaningful football on the last day of 2024. I just didn't think I. That, that's a surprise to me. I mean, about midway through the season, I thought, okay, maybe. But coming into the season, we thought six wins would be a good accomplishment. So he's done a lot.
0: Yeah, that he has. When you look at this team last year, I mean, averaging 17 points per game, and then to this year, I mean, you're well above that. You're five points over at 21. But, again, obvious improvements in the right direction. And when you look at, I'm looking at statistics. You know, I have had a chance to look at the statistics. Man, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I didn't think C.J. Stroud was gonna be who he he was
2: this year. Well, that's, that's right. The, that's the thing, Will. That right there is the other part of that. I think a coach can inspire, but I think when the players saw what C.J. Stroud was, what 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 the the way he what he is, the way that he responds to things, I think that was the other. Uh, have not to cut you off but but that word right there that guy at that position uh along with D'Amico Ryan, you got a player that did it and nothing can be more respected and, and, and motivating than a guy that played the game leading you and you got you got a plan and, and that that mindset and and with that with that thought will'll go you know, you finish your point but I wanted to ask uh, you a question Kim about uh, CJ Stroud uh, in the Houston. Uh, Eric, because I, I believe that guys like that who their commitment to, to the team, that's not something you have to question, but I also see guys like that and their their capacity to impact the community. Like Houston has been through so many things and, and what you know pro, pro sports teams can be in a particular community and him as a quarterback and uh, the future of that franchise. You
1: know, C.J. Stroud is – I mean, yeah, you know, I always – Wanted them to draft him, even if they were in the one pick, right? I thought, he's the guy, right? He's the guy. And you know what rookie quarterbacks do? They, they look sometimes like a Bryce Young. I, I don't think that's going to be his future, what we've seen this year. I thought C.J. Stroud was definitely the right pick and would be a really good uh, player to lead this franchise. I didn't know that he would do all the things he's done this year. You talked about, I mean, leadership, right? Um, he is authentic. He's smart. The, you know, I see guys that obviously are older than him, that are veterans, that respect him and that will do whatever for him because he is, he puts so much into it. Um, he shows up, he's, he's not, you know, he's not just saying the right things at the podium because it is scripted. Mm. The stuff he tells you is, is what he believes and is what is in his heart. And then it's what he goes out and it's what he shows you. Mm. A funny story, I was talking to Tank Dale one day and he said that you know, he and CJ are very, they become very close. And he said, um, yeah, I'm talking to CJ one day and he's asking me about this play that I made when I was in college. And I'm like, man, how did you even see that? And CJ said, yeah, you know, I was looking through YouTube because he does that. Like, I'm looking through YouTube, you know, at at some of your past work and I saw this. So talk to me about that. So even beyond just going in a playbook, he's that guy. I mean, he's always trying to learn and gain an edge. And I think it. I mean, clearly it's shown up on the field. And it's shown up you mentioned the community. It's shown up there too cuz you know a lot of players will do things and you know because it is the right thing to do. Right. But when you talk to him daily and you get to know this is just how this young man is wired.
0: Yeah, that it is. And and you know what, I am it's been fun watching CJ Stroud all season and I'm going to get into my favorite position on the football field especially with the Houston Texans. I've been loving watching Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. Motor run the football this season, albeit both of these guys uh probably will not finish the year, especially I know Damon Pierce won't uh finish the year with a thousand yards rushing. Uh nor well Devin Singletary may have an opportunity. And he's got to really put in some work. But outside of that, these two guys talk about, you know, their contributions this year and and how you feel like you know, now Houston kind of has a one-two
1: punch to an extent
0: at the running back position.
1: And this is a team that, you know, we, we know it all starts up front. And that offensive line has been so – they've had so many injuries. They've had so many changes. It's not what they started with, right? The number one pick – first-round pick, not number one, but first-round pick from last year they didn't even start the season, right? You re-up kind Titus Howard at right tackle in the offseason and you had to move him inside the left guard, not his best position. And then he's out. I mean, you've had all of these changes – on the offensive line, but the running game with when the motor is in, Devin Singletary, it fits the way he runs. I think Damian Pierce has had to, he had some injuries early, and he's had to find his way in this new system. But, you know, last week he, he was in on a kick return, and he ran one all the way back. And I think that was such a boost for what he needed in terms of just confidence and wanting to contribute. So I think you're right. The one-two punch is It's necessary. It's helpful. This team, although C.J. Stroud has done some great things, they really do need that running game to open things up for C.J. So I'll be curious to see what it looks like today, you know, how much rust, if any, C.J. has, if he has any apprehension about, you know, after coming off a concussion, especially obviously a a tough one because it sidelined him for two weeks. A lot to look out
0: for in today's game. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm gonna say this about the uh, about the quarterback because I'll be. We just got done talking about the running back. You, you know, someone who wh- when I see this man in public, who I'm gonna give a hug to. <sighs> Russ Wilson. No, we're, we're still talking about the oh, Houston okay, Texans. Yes, he needs a <laughs> hug too, but he's got Sierra for that. Um, <laughs> she can give him all the hugs Davis he needs.
1: Mills. Yes,
0: that young man needs a hug he? <laughs> because he tries and he tries. And he tries, you know what I'm saying, like like Cat Williams. He tries and tries it don't work. He <laughs> keeps trying and he, he keeps trying, and it just doesn't work. Like, God, man, just Davis Mills, That's all I'm gonna say. But we're gonna switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. But um, okay. well, before before we do that, any any injuries that that we need to know about regarding the Houston Texans today? Because I know that's kind of what has started their somewhat inconsistent, you know, ride these last few weeks. You know, not having C.J. Stroud. Um, right. not having Nico Collins a couple games, not having Tank Dale a couple of times uh, throughout the season. Those really are top two receivers. I mean, you, you know what? Right. Collins, Tank Dale, Dalton Schultz, who didn't have to travel too far, and, and then Noah right. Brown, and then y'all can have Robert Woods. But, I mean. Right. Right. Bruh, no, you can't <laughs> never say that. No, no, no. no. Y'all can we, have we Robert would Woods. Not,
2: but. We will not bash the players that are yeah. not that are underperforming or whatever. Y'all can have problem. Robert
0: Woods, but he, you know, he served us well in Tennessee. Um, but again, I mean, who, who, who we need, who's, who's in, who's out today, who's, who's on that questionable side. And who you picking? So, so, and who you picking? So let's go with the injuries first. Like okay,
1: one baby. guy that you guys are probably, she's probably glad he's, that he's one guy who is out is Jonathan Grenard. Bernard. Oh, he's hell. a habit the last time he saw you yeah, all He's out. Uh, Malik Collins is questionable. Uh, Steve Nelson is questionable. And, you know, I think they're trending toward playing, but those are definitely game-time decisions. And the other ones who were questionable are Will Anderson, oh, Jr., who you didn't see, but I yeah. think he's going to play. Uh, Andrew Beck, who I think will play. And Sheldon Rankins, who's questionable, but but has been trending toward playing on the offensive line. The other guys, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, those guys are all full participation. And, um, you know, it should be Damn okay for today. And of course, is,
2: obviously, C.J. laugh. But you laugh at that. It was no, a like, stressful sign, Miss Davis. It was like, y'all, we are already under we're, pressure. We're saying, well, we're screwed. We're already under pressure. You oh, come but in hey, let's do
0: this. Um, <laughs> I love how you brought up some of the players on the defensive side of the ball. I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> you see what I got to deal with every
0: morning? And, and, and this is not <laughs> even. This is second string and third string today, but I mean, you see what I got to deal is with like Miss Davis. Game almost right, things, right. We're one of the eighteen that opted out. <laughs> we're we're playing because some of the guys opted <laughs> out. That's not right. Man. That's not right. But hey, I think we're doing okay. But hey, I will say this: um, your your keys to victory for the Houston Texans and what you think the score could be and why in Texas Titans round two.
1: Wow. So I, I think the keys to victory for the Texans are, you know, they have got to, you mentioned that term earlier in about being consistent. You know, they've had, a, they've had the propensity to play a good half and then not a good half. They've got to come out and they've got to be consistent. They've got to be able to move the ball offensively early. And the other thing is, not that I expect them to hold Derrick Henry to 9 or 10 yards from scrimmage, they have to continue to do a good job defending the run, right? Because he has basically probably made all his bonus money on the Texans yeah, last night
0: Yeah, he got. <laughs> let me see. He got y'all for he ran for he got y'all for two thousand.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, he's ran for yeah, over so, two
0: hundred. Uh, yeah, he owns y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he he's been able to eat on this team, so yeah. they've got to be able to control the run and not give up the big plays defensively. That's what's killed them. The big plays defensively. They didn't do that. You know, we we know that we're going to see D Hop today. He has a propensity for that, so I think that's what they have to do um, in terms of being able to win. I pick the Texans to win, and I think those will be the keys if they are able to be consistent. Um, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot. Yes, right? they do. They are their own worst enemy sometimes with just untimely penalties and giving up big plays. Which you guys know this better than most. You know, to the fan, it looks like oh my gosh, they're still not prepared. But those plays are by inches. Somebody either missing a call, being out of position, the communication was off, and it turns into a big play. They can't afford that today. So those are the keys. And in terms of the score, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm thinking something like, you know, 24-21, 24-24-21. 24-17 is what I'm going to say.
2: Don't be trying to be nice to us either. Don't don't. Right. We we I'm have not, we I'm have Teflon trying, tough listen. skin. Yeah, you can you, can, you can <laughs> put it out there. We'll take we'll But take, here's the
1: other thing too. They do have, you know, of course, you know, they've got uh Kaimi's back and kicking, so I think he's always um a bonus for them when he's kicking and kicking well because as we know, the kicking game is important and matters.
0: Very. Very much so. Yeah, that it is. And you know what? With all that being stated, we will let you go. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Calling in. Thank you guys for having
1: me on. I appreciate
0: it. No problem. Well, look, happy new year to you. May the Lord bless you with everything that you decide to pray for in this new year. And leave it in 2023. Leave it in 2023. And you keep the good times rolling, man. I will say this. Go ahead. You have a... You have a wonderful uh, podcast, and and I love it. I've gotten a chance to, you know, watch it and study it. And I will say this about the work that you do. With you, and I know you have, you know, ties to Mike Patton. With you, it's kind of deeper than sport. And I like that, and I like (laughs) how you bring that out of your guests.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I thank you guys for checking it out. And anytime you need me, call me. This was fun, especially because y'all came in with some fire music. I appreciate that on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh,